0: podcast Johnson It's every other Mondays main event
1: Welcome everyone How's to up, Every other Mondays main event
0: Bill tell the listener what every other Mondays main event is
1: The one listener mm-hmm. Possibly it is a show where you, Michael, and I, William, each choose a match. We uh, say, We're hey. about professional wrestling. Wrestling match. I say, Yeah, hey, you watch this one. And then you tell me, You watch this one. And we do that. And then we talk about it. Mm. And you know I'm why. old. Why? Because it's fun.
0: Yeah, wrestling's awesome.
1: Yes. And I think in the process, because of our age difference, we seem more often than not to. Uh, share matches with each other that the other hasn't seen because yeah of said age difference.
0: We get to, we get to show the other what they missed out on.
1: That's right. And that is the case. This episode. Uh, for sure.
0: Certainly. My God. I was, uh, well, yeah, we, 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 we'll wait till the main event before I react, but I was very impressed. Well,
1: it's just lots of, this is uh, lots of emotions in both matches.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Uh, s- so we start off with, and this is there's no uh, no theme to this episode, right? Between themes, and so just we each picked up what we thought was a, a very nice match, and I, I think we both succeeded.
0: I in couldn't that. agree more.
1: Yeah, and so what do you what did you bring to the table?
0: So my pick, uh, and interestingly enough, it's very relevant to the news that broke just this week, uh, is between two men, two best friends. Uh, Who both very recently, one of which was like today, uh, re-upped their contracts with WWE after much speculation that both men would be AEW bound. Oh. So we are talking about uh, Quebec's own Kevin Owens versus Quebec's own Samuel Zane,
1: And they are, in fact, real life friends, right?
0: Real life, long, long, long running best friends. Uh, they came up together on the independent scene. They were like teenagers. Uh, they've been through hell together. They've killed each other a million times. This wasn't even their first match in WWE, and it definitely wasn't their last. They, uh, you know, people like to chant "fight forever" whenever they wrestle because that's kind of what they're doing.
1: Good reason, yeah. Um, yeah, I I've seen clips of them, and they I don't know what the organization was prior to this, but. Back when same as his name was it El Generico? Yes. Like what he went by?
0: That's why he still gets those Olay chants.
1: Oh, that goes back to that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Look, you've taught me more. Thank you. Of
0: course, that's what I'm here for.
1: So this seems like, at the time at least, what year was this? 20... Oh, what was the event and the... Uh, the oh, this uh, was, the,
0: yeah, this was uh, WWE Battleground 2016. This was a uh, very, actually, one of really good recent era in wrestling. Like, just after the second brand split began and they were really trying to beef up their rosters. And, uh, this was, uh, this was the boys right here. That was kind of, they had just been through enough together. You know, Sammy had, you know, essentially it all began at least in the WWE canon where, uh, Kevin Owens made his WWE debut not long after, uh, Sammy Zayn, and sammy won the nxt world title that night and kevin owens came to celebrate with him and immediately turned on him Ooh. uh you know just basic you know basic you know jealousy of success kind of situation you got here first we were supposed to do this together um so then owens uh he injured sammy a number of times so sammy got his revenge by eliminating him from the rumble he screwed him out of the money in the bank briefcase he screwed him out of the intercontinental title and they were based, this was just one of those matches where it's like this has to end we have to yeah, put an end to this. I
1: did, I did watch the the pre-match hype package for this one. So I understood a little bit of the backstory to it.
0: Yeah. So you got to see, you know, that basically it was just like, this has gone on long enough. Let's fuck it. Let's end this and let's kill each other. And um, that's more or less what ended up happening.
1: I Yeah, I would say yes.
0: Yeah. We, um, you know, it, it was one of those matches where, you know, I, I always, I always enjoy when a wrestler goes for a finisher right off the bat. And that was what Sammy did. He went for the Huluva kick right away, but Owens spilled out of the ring. <laughs> Commentary makes numerous references throughout the course that, you know, they know each other so well that they're going to continuously stop each other from, uh, you know, hitting a lot of their big moves or just kind of stop them from going down, you know, whatever path they happen to be going down, um. You, you know, so there's there's a lot of reversals, a lot of dodges and avoidances. Um, you know, they are just they do. They know each other so well that they know how to st- kind of stop each other at every turn.
1: Yeah, and they, I uh, think there, there were like you said a lot of reversals in this match, and I think it was it was nice. Like even when there was a uh, a period where, like a I know it's like a rest hold period, but it it didn't seem like the usual kind of thing to, right. to me. It it felt more, uh, it was like more harsh or more intense.
0: Even the rest holds had a purpose, which is, you know, out, outside of letting them rest. It seemed like it was very much like, you know, I'm not just taking a breather here. I'm going to try and choke you out in the process. I'm not like holding you down. I want you to pass away.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. And uh, I think this Kevin Owens character, he, uh, he seems more like in how he's acting more genuine of, of being a, uh, a prick for lack of a better term.
0: Yeah. He's, he's pretty good when he's a baby face, but when he's a heel, he shines. Cause he just, he's really, he's one of those people who's just really good at being mean. Yeah. Um. Even though if you, you know, if you see anything about him outside of the ring off camera, whatever, he's, you know, probably like top 10 nicest people in wrestling ever. Like he's just such a sweet and genuine guy. And, like he just goes to Disney with his family and he hangs out with his kids all the time. Like he's just a good dude. Um, mm-hmm. So he kind of lets it all out in the ring and he gets to be a real piece of shit. <laughs> um, one of my favorite things with, uh, with Kevin Owens, cause I don't know if, I don't think we've done a Kevin Owens match, but we did that uh, festival of friendship with him and Jericho. Yes. Um, so one, one of my favorite things that, that Kevin loves to do is whoever he's like using at that moment and like aligning himself with he'll always just call them his best friend because it was my best my best friend chris jericho my best friend Sami Zayn. right now it's my best friend seth rollins he's just uh he's he's just so manipulative and such a liar and can't be trusted so it's always really funny when someone chooses to trust him and then he turns on them because like i'm not gonna do it this time he's like i've i'm (laughs) a changed man and he's like no i'm not (laughs) see you later
1: so currently as of this recording i'm Mid-January 2022, is he good, bad, neither?
0: He is a heel uh, who is saying Seth Rollins is his best friend. So they have an agreement right now that when uh, Seth wins the uh, universal title from Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble, Kevin's first in line for that title shot, baby. Oh, but is he? Exactly. Hmm. So we get to see what that's going to be all about when, when that oh, time right. comes. But uh, yeah, so there was just a lot of brutality. Um, And it was weird because, you know, they were killing each other and the crowd wasn't like super into it at first. Um, They were a little on the quiet side, but, you know, by the end of the match, they were very much not.
1: Yeah, they did a very good job whipping them into a frenzy.
0: Yeah, Um, because there was, there was just so many false finishes and so many, you know, just nasty maneuvers. Like there was a point... um, you know Kevin almost he he kept trying for that uh, power bomb on the ring apron because that's what put Sammy out of commission the first time around oh, yeah and it's just you know he thankfully he didn't land one in this match but Sammy landed that suplex kind of later on on that apron <laughs> and that looked fucking miserable
1: yeah looked pretty rough um, I also liked and it looked like it was mis- almost like a, a mistake that could have been very bad. When Kevin Owens was on the floor and, uh, Mr. Zane, he was, uh, he went to do some kind of springboard thing Oh yeah, off, off the ropes to the outside and he looks like he didn't quite land how he wanted to. So like he went shoulder first into the apron. It looks like Kevin Owens kind of hopped in there to cushion his fall.
0: Yeah. Cause Sammy and- just kind of buckled. It was, it wasn't, uh. He's a, he's a very agile and athletic man, but, you know, sometimes you just, uh, you miss the mark just a little bit. Cause I I feel like he was almost going for like, I feel like he wanted to be like, have his butt facing out of the ring and like bounce in a seated position off the top rope backwards into a kick on the head. I think that's what he was kind of going for.
1: Or at least like a, people like, or like a variation on a plancha maybe.
0: Yeah. And it, it just, uh didn't didn't work out for him
1: yeah and who's the referee i didn't recognize the referee it wasn't a hebner
0: no i i forget what his name is he's fucking he's i think they call him just i think they just call him jacked ref um he <laughs> yeah. used to be um a wrestler in like the oh. 2000s
1: have you talked have you mentioned him before i think Last so week? yeah
0: Maybe okay. it was nuncio
1: no no nuncio that used to wrestle on ecw
0: Oh, who the fuck am I thinking of? No. Jacked WWE referee.
1: <laughs> well, get your it's, shit together.
0: It's not Drake Wirtz, the QAnon guy. Mm. That's for sure. Because that's who's coming up first.
1: oh is this more than one jacked referee?
0: Yeah. Burf. Well, especially now, like, a lot of the referees are, like, basically wrestlers in training.
1: Well, it's probably good for their... Uh... Endurance. I know we've had matches with older Dave Hebner trying to keep pace, all you know, running around and yeah. getting in the position. So might be a good thing.
0: Hmm. I'll have to find his name, but he was because I, I think he was a wrestler in the 2000s, and he didn't really, you know, he was in WWE, and I think he just kind of didn't Some really make it. it but hey, yeah, let him let him slap his uh, wrist on the mat a couple times.
1: Yeah, yell people, count to five, hmm. give warnings that will go ignored.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 no Hebner.
1: Yeah. But yeah, this um I, there was was it a uh, the half Nelson suplex that was hit a few times. Yeah,
0: holy cow!
1: Oh my god, that's rough.
0: There was that one sequence near the end too, where Sammy hit one on Kevin, and Kevin got right back up. Yeah, but but Sammy was able to just smash another one. Up oh, kitten time. Hey,
1: oh, again, just like last time, got the cat appeared in the tail. Where's the tail? Hi
0: Luna, it's coming. Uh, okay, yes. The pigtail, the pigtail. <laughs> Hi
1: Piggy. I hope this is a, a regular occurrence. It's, is that still it? The tail nub?
0: oh uh, yeah. She is ah. very nosy, so you know.
1: And my my cat hasn't been coming down so much lately, so I can't uh, show their asshole to you when they come that's, down. That's unfortunate. It is. Hopefully, I can. Everyone. I'll like. I'll keep a bag of trees down here just for that purpose. Mm. Tempt them down.
0: I can't say that word because she knows it, and oh, she's really? really excited. Yeah. Wow. She has. Um, she knows now at 6 o'clock and 9 o'clock she gets one. So literally, like it's like she has a watch at 6 o'clock and 9 o'clock every night. She comes up and goes right over to where they are and is waiting for them.
1: Oh, yeah, but uh, just regular feedings for our cats. I mean, we have in the basement, we to put in the basement a, an auto cat feeder for the morning because if we don't feed them like, like 530, they'd be out, outside the bed and door. And our smaller cat is, of course, the louder cat, and Malmal, but like a thousand times louder. So they know that now. But um, you know, and then we feed them when we get home, and then they get a little bit more before bed. And so that, like, when my wife and I are watching TV, like right around you know nine fifteen or so, they're like just like staring at us because they they know. And the second one of us stirs, oh, they lose their shit. And then we, they won't <laughs> shut up. But they can't we can't feed them fast enough to shut them up?
0: Oh man,
1: cats. But that's not wrestling. That's cats.
0: They're lucky. They're so cute. Because otherwise, I wouldn't put
1: up with their shit. Yeah, I mean, we have two, and the smaller one, the black cat. He's uh, he's not. He's not too bright. It's, it sticks his paws right in the water, kind of knocks the ball over it, and looks at it like surprised. <laughs> Dummy. What a sweet baby. Yeah. So um, the there. Let's see. There were a lot of. Uh, so what were the actual finishes? Like the, the, at the end of the match, that kick that is at the de- like his definitive finisher.
0: Yeah, it's called the Huluva Kick.
1: Right. Um,
0: and that's just uh, basically a, a corner high kick, essentially, a running corner high kick. Yeah. Um, I liked, It always looks like it hurts.
1: I liked how, uh, I mean, he seemed like a pretty squeaky clean good guy, but how he went the extra step to, like, they made it seem like he, he felt remorse for doing that.
0: Yeah, I was just like, yeah, I got to put him down. I have then- to
1: but then the yeah, idea does it again. And I was actually waiting for like a reversal yeah. or like, you know, or, like this was a mistake, but it didn't happen. So I was kind of surprised about that.
0: Yeah, uh, You it know what? Nice. Sammy knew I got my chance.
1: I was That's a Kevin, oh, is he a nice frog splash?
0: Oh, he's got a great and, frog splash. Kevin's one of those. The, they even compare him to Bam Bam Bigelow at one point on commentary. Cause he's just one of those big uh, yeah. guys that knows how to fucking fly. It's insane.
1: Yeah. Well, Bam Bam Bigelow is like, like 150 pounds heavier than him probably or yeah. Um, oh yeah, because he also had that cannonball thing. The, the yeah, second time,
0: the, the rolling cannonball into the corner.
1: Well, there was a, that. Uh, it's like Sami Zayn went to like on the outside to jump through the the ropes from the floor, and get kicked in the face. Yeah, and that was kind pretty of pretty nasty. And he has kind of lay there while uh, the that cannonball was hitting the side of his head and his neck. Well, that was yeah. Oof.
0: you've um you've seen when Sammy successfully does that uh, through the corner DDT
1: i have it's that that's a thing of beauty
0: yeah i think he did i think he did that in the nakamura match that we watched uh a while back
1: a long time ago yeah
0: yeah which they're due to face each other for the intercontinental title soon oh Sami Zayn currently is uh doing the best work of his career he is a full-blown conspiracy theorist
1: in character so, hope only
0: yeah 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 no he's yeah. in real life he's like probably the most uh left-leaning person on that roster by a good margin oh, he also has okay. a charity called Sammy for Syria where um he raises like tens of thousands of dollars for Syrian refugees every month oh, that's good he's good a lovely human being but in the in the ring he is a he is a conspiracy theorist now he has a documentary crew that follows him around from time to time documenting the conspiracy against him um, and he's currently feuding with Johnny Knoxville um because Johnny's going to be in the Rumble as a celebrity guest in the Rumble. At, yeah and uh so jackass promotion yeah the movie's coming out a couple like a week later so uh he's been starting sammy's been choosing to stir shit up with him so they've uh sammy did his own little jackass stunt on smackdown a week ago where he had uh his crew put him in a grocery cart and they were gonna have him crash into the ring and as they started to do it each time no 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 no, stop 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 wait i'm not ready i'm not ready it was was
1: (laughs) did he actually do it no oh i uh Speaking of that, I remember when I used to uh, play in the band that I was with, with uh, friends that, you know, amongst some Gark and Kevin, uh, we used to practice at Gark's basement. And uh, before practice, it was our ritual. There was a Dunkin' Donuts a block away. So we'd walk over and we would get iced coffees or whatever before practice. And there was a walking over and there was a, a shopping cart in the parking lot. Are you, are you, is there a ghost off screen or something? or they OK over there? She's she's getting into shit. Oh, no. Cats.
0: Just making sure she's not going to kill anyone.
1: <laughs> so I sat in there and our friend Gark pushed me in to the Dunkin' Donuts. So I was in there the whole time ordering drinks and everything. Hey there, cat in the way. Uh, but a, a funny side story, one of the regulars that would be in there was this guy. We didn't know his name. So we, his nickname was Comcast, Shut my power off. <laughs> because we, we heard him claiming that once in Dunkin' Donuts so I just was yelling that I was being very obnoxious and yelling that the whole time while oh there. to be young I, I was in my early 30s early 20s probably so not really I also brought it I just was holding wind chimes once and just letting them loudly bang off stuff while trying to place my order so just being an overall is <laughs> an asshole
0: nothing but trouble my that, my silly Billy
1: that's me never what gonna grow up a cute boy so, did this in fact end their rivalry, at least for the time being? Is that, was this a? Uh,
0: for the time being, it did, yeah. But it's, it ignited again multiple times. They actually had a match at WrestleMania last year.
1: Was it the same good guy, bad guy?
0: Uh, this time around, Owens was the good guy. Oh. And uh, Logan Paul, unfortunately, was with him.
1: Who's Logan Paul?
0: Live your life, Bill.
1: Okay, is he a don't, reality TV person?
0: Uh, he's like a YouTube person. He's awful. Just no. c- continue living a, in a world where you don't know anything about him. You'll be much happier.
1: Okay, I won't look him up or anything. Yeah. he's a okay. horrible person. No, but I, I liked it. it. Was it was very good. It was very athletic. It was very intense. Yeah, the hard hitting. Yeah, and, and like you said, the crowd seemed to really get into it as it went along. So by the end, they were they were eaten up.
0: Absolutely, they got the fight forever chant. They got the this is awesome chant. It was just, um, you know, it's uh, this is what the, the two of them are good at. Kevin Owens is great at fucking destroying his body. Sammy is great at being uh, a lovable underdog, even though he's the exact opposite right now. Um, it, it was just, you know, it was, it was one of those things where it's like, it was always their dream to be in WWE together and to fight each other in WWE. And they got to do that like a million times and it never really disappointed.
1: Hooray. Yeah. That's good for them congratulations to them both for me
0: best of luck to Kevin Owens best of luck to Samuel Zane
1: they'll make it someday
0: best of luck to the Jacked ref
1: yeah <laughs> all right um are we moving on to the second now
0: the, the main event baby main I was uh, I had never seen this match before and I am blessed to have seen it now
1: yeah um so this is uh Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect from SummerSlam 1991 for the Intercontinental Championship. Mr. Perfect was a champion. I don't think uh, Brett had tasted anything but tag team gold at this point. Man, oh man. So earlier on in his uh, singles career. Uh, so we, there wasn't a a recap really ahead of time. Or if there was, I didn't see it. I, there was a little interview with uh, Mr. Perfect who for some reason had this stupid coach guy with him for some reason.
0: Yeah, what's his story?
1: I don't know. I don't give a shit. I I one of my first notes was "fuck the uh, the coach guy" because I just found him annoying. Is he someone? I have, I know he didn't look familiar. I don't know if he was just some short lived thing. He was it's like a nuisance, but no, he wasn't anything of importance. Like I I don't remember him besides this match. Hmm. Like he I don't know why he didn't have Heaton anymore. Heenan was still a manager, I thought,
0: and he was on commentary.
1: He wasn't commentary, and he was rooting for Mister Perfect. But you did have—it was strange because he had monsoon, Gorilla really monsoon. He had Heenan, but he also had Roddy Piper. And did you notice that he kept calling Heenan boob? What, what I, sounded I like?
0: Not, I did not notice. He that. says it like
1: fifty times. That I'm pretty sure it was boob. Wow! Because you know they were you know trading barbs.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, that's and, what it, I was like? I was so like. um Taken aback by Piper on commentary, was that a long-lived uh, stint for him?
1: I uh, I don't think too long-lived. I don't know if he was doing it because he had an injury. There was something I remember at one point from my childhood that I I think I saw kind of more recently where um, there was a uh, uh, something happened where post-match, Jake the Snake Roberts sets a uh, a I think it was a cobra on Randy Savage. You know, no no venom in it, but it still bites him. Yeah. And Piper comes down. He's uncomfortable. He comes down to help. But he had like a, he had like a knee brace, like that kept his legs stiff. So he must be, he was like recovering from an injury. So it could have been around that same time. Uh, you re- who was the referee?
0: Uh, it was a Hebner.
1: I'm pretty sure it was Earl at this point. And it I think was
0: disgraced just, former referee Earl Hebner himself. I think,
1: huh? I think Dave Hebner was phased out at that. The time, rat that, bastard. Yeah. From that thing we watched not too long ago with the, uh, the controversial. Title changes Hogan and under the mm. giant. So
0: taking I'm, money off of Vince's fucking wallet.
1: Yeah. And so when what'd you think of uh Bret Hart's faux, I'm assuming fake pink leather jacket?
0: Well, first and foremost, I do want to point out the coach was a gentleman named John Tolos, also known as the Golden Greek. Passed oh. away in two thousand
1: nine. Is he a former wrestler? Yes. Oh.
0: Yeah, he was, uh, he was a wrestler. looks like he was a boxer. He was in Stampede Wrestling. He was in NWA, so he was old school.
1: And yeah, he looked fairly old then, so.
0: Yeah. Um, but no, that leather jacket was fantastic. I love Bret Hart. I love the way he looks. I love the pink. I love the shitty-looking leather. I love the sunglasses. I love that he gave it to a child in a Ninja Turtle shirt because it felt very much like me.
1: Yep. I mean, he always... that That was his deal... I mean, he must. I don't know if was he. was still doing that when you probably started watching, right? Uh, the screw
0: job had already happened by the time I started watching. Um, Wait, so he you was in I oh. not and not in his not live. I mean, I've gone back and watched a ton of his matches and. Oh, so you never saw that I when love him. But yeah, I never saw any. Uh, I never I, outside of you know when he fought Vince at WrestleMania 26. Oh, but nothing. He from- but that wasn't a real match. That was just him beating the shit out of Vince with a crutch for twenty minutes.
1: Oh, okay. I just verified it was Earl Hebner.
0: Very good. Disgraced former referee.
1: Yes. Glad we No respect that. for the boss. <laughs> That's right. Uh so what I liked early on, uh is you know, he making his comments. I think he's actually like making fun of uh, Piper for some reason, like how his parents left him. And yeah. toys, like twice in a minute spam we got the, the classic monsoon will you stop two times
0: I feel I feel like he said that like 50 times overall <laughs> Actually, I think he was very much aware of it as a catchphrase by that point so yeah he really uh, leaned into it
1: I wonder if they ever had any will you stop shirts probably not
0: yeah I feel like back then you know I feel like you had to be like what probably upper mid card at worst to like have merch right like they didn't it wasn't like it is oh, now wait. where it's like a fucking toy store when you shop on their website
1: well, you know, Hogan definitely had stuff. Oh yeah, yeah the Hulk yeah, shirts. The, yeah, I'm sure like, you know, Red Hart did or and I'm wondering if as many bad guys had merchandise back then because there were bad mm. guys where their stuff. I but feel you know, they, like
0: they didn't even really start doing that probably until like the two thousands. Like I cause I feel like looking back, I remember being like shocked that they had like triple H shirts and shit. Because I was like, oh, who's going to buy that? He's a bad guy. Not that oh. I bought into it at the time, but it was like very much like, you know.
1: I know under the Giant did when he was a bad guy. It was, ah. it was like a white shirt, but it had like his, his massive hand print in red. I like it. And, and that was in the front, on the back, it was a, his, his dick print. Oh, is that true? Yeah, it to, it absolutely true. 100%. That is not a lie.
0: You've seen the uh, Sankara dick shirt, right?
1: Nope, I have not. I'm going to have to find that for you. All right. You find that and send me the link. Is this, this is Wait a second. Is it something that looks like it, but it's not? Yes. I said that again, but it, it's starting to ring a bell. Maybe you did. Uh, so for the match um, early on, one thing I liked that Bret Hart used to do. He always tried the, that crucifix pin attempt. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know people do it, but like his looked, everything he did look was like so crisp and, and, Really well done.
0: What's well, like one of my notes that I have is, you know, interestingly enough, because we talked about it in the last match too, but like he was like able to make a headlock <laughs> the most riveting fucking thing in the world. Like the shit yeah. that he was doing to keep him in that headlock, like rolling around and just like it was just constant. And I was like, This man's a genius. Like what? he is reinventing the headlock six different times in one match.
1: Always on the move. Uh as, as you texted me the picture and yes, I remember now. Thank you. Yeah, penis shirt. Yep. Um I think I don't know if it'll get will you stop, but he said that Hart's hair was an oil slick. That's why yep. Perfect had trouble holding on to him. Yeah, mm-hmm. at first it was just like a lot of Bret Hart like this outsmarting or being a little bit quicker than Mr. Perfect.
0: Yeah. Mr. Perfect was, was so weird. neat about it, was because like Perfect is such a good seller. Oh, yeah. So anytime Brett was on top. You know, he just looked like he was getting the living shit kicked out of him. And, you know, Brett was doing a really good job of just, you know, like very much like, all right, what else do you have? Come on, I'm going to just keep doing this. Like, I'm just going to keep kicking your ass until I win this match because you're no match for me until it turned around, of course.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Mr. Perfect had a bad back at this point. I think This is why he one oh, of the wow. reasons why he lost because he had uh, some back issues
0: that take a little time or go a little easy.
1: I think for a, a while, yeah. I think you might have been done for a while after this. Um, although surprised uh, shortly into this too, Heenan points out how focused Heart was, and it was complimentary of him. Yeah, which is very not Bobby Heenan.
0: I think that's just one of those things that, like, because I noticed that a lot. Like during the Attitude Era too, like there were a lot of instances where like someone, you like the heel commentator would once in a while have to give the benefit of the doubt to a wrestler because they're just that good yeah and i mean that's bret hart like the whole time i watched this from beginning to end i'm like he's a genius like there's no other way to put it like this man is like so impeccable so flawless at making everything look real believable entertaining powerful looking you know when he's getting his ass kicked he looks like he's getting his ass kicked like Mm -hmm. it's unbelievable that like he is just that flawless of a wrestler it's uh it's, it's a marvel to watch.
1: Oh, yeah. it's that's very much leads up to his excellence of execution. Absolutely. And, moniker. and uh, so then Perfect gets frustrated. He tries to leave, and as the name I'm looking at that you have on screen tonight, uh, that suit is a unitard ripped very easily.
0: So easy. My God.
1: I mean, it's a good thing he was wearing what appeared to be an extra pair of wrestling trunks underneath.
0: Good for Kurt. Smart move. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think you see that a lot, though. See, I think wrestlers have their like their outer layer, and they have like at least one extra layer.
0: You don't want that dick flying out.
1: I guess not, but I'm wondering if it's they, they know like the, the main like the visible layer is not as durable. It's more for looks, maybe, and they want to have something underneath for comfort as well as just in case. That
0: would make sense to me. Yeah, I um, because I, I oh, it reminded me out of nowhere uh it, during the Attitude Era uh probably '98 there was a match where. Um, it was The Rock and Triple H in some capacity. And China was around at the time, and she hit The Rock with a low blow. And when the low blow connected, an entire testicle popped out of The Rock's trunk oh. <laughs> for like the sh- most split possible second. But you did. You literally saw a full ball pop out and hop- and, and then just uh, s- slide right back in.
1: Now, is that from the impact or just as like... How he yeah, from the, it was like
0: as the low blow hit so it's like so her the arm out? yeah her arm oh. hits the crotch and <laughs> just pushed the ball out the side and as soon as she lowered her arm after it was done it slipped back in
1: oh man that hurts thinking about that know, hmm. it probably got you know squished a bit just well, from yeah, like you know, from the fabric like ah, do
0: you know uh William Regal's penis was once on raw by mistake
1: <laughs> no go on.
0: There was an episode where I don't remember what was happening. It was probably like oh three oh four. Regal was in the locker room, and like someone was like playing a prank on him or something. So they took his towel off, and he chased after them nude and like, uh, like a hand. Like it was just the right angle that it uh you, you saw the penis for like half a second.
1: What it was supposed to get like blocked at the right moment? Yeah. Oh, but they messed it up. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure that's been erased from a uh, little peacock now.
0: Yeah, I'm sending it to you. Don't worry.
1: Oh, <laughs> thanks so, again. No
0: mercy 06.
1: Okay. Uh, so once, you know, Perfect's back of the ring, he gets his, mm-hmm. his shoulder strap. Uh, Let's see. Oh, yep. Oh, wow. So see, yeah. she's just putting it on. Yeah. Well, I guess... They uh, didn't think they have like a flesh colored bottom.
0: Listen, Regal is the real deal. He's authentic. So.
1: All right. Well, good for him.
0: Not unlike the Hitman.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's a, perfect. He like finally, he just like sucker punches punch heart in the face. Like yeah. you said, sells so it, it like he's been, you know, had like a, just a chair to the head. And he takes advantage for a while. Which
0: is nice. He's doing that great bully shit, like just not letting Brett do anything. Like, he just keeps kicking him and slapping him and just like literally just performing random moves just to keep him down.
1: Yeah, and he's outside the ring and he tries to get up and he pushes him out the apron Mm -hmm. and inadvertently cushions his landing on uh, some photographer.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That comes with the territory, you know.
1: And then uh, Roddy Roddy Piper compliments uh, Perfect's tenacity at that point, too. Yeah. So you had the uh, quote-unquote good guy doing the same thing he did.
0: Uh, don't forget, what's uh, Roddy Piper's real name, according to the last episode?
1: Oh, I don't remember.
0: So it's uh, Santino Morello, would always call him?
1: Oh, I, I forget. you got to tell me.
0: Rodney the Piper.
1: <laughs> I have to try to remember that. I love it. <laughs> Weird. Um. And then we have this is more usually of a, a Gorilla monsoon line when Hart's thrown into the corner and he hits hard. and Piper claims he like really tried to sell that the ring moved. Like, you know, Monsoon will say it mm-hmm. and then get on with it. But Piper is just like, did you see it? The ring actually moved. I was like, no. It was,
0: so shit. I love like commentary was so fucking unhinged this whole match. Like, it was almost as chaotic as the match itself because you've got two huge egos in Piper and Heenan just bickering and you've got monsoon like he's like well i can maintain control when there's one jackass next to me he's like yeah i got two idiots so i'm gonna try and shut them up but otherwise they, they're just gonna keep going and it was fantastic i mean it's yeah.
1: you know, also it's, that's piper kind of stole that was like a monsoon thing to say that the rank shifted a couple inches yeah. Um, yeah i bet he was pissed about that
0: oh yeah you know how piper is He was probably being a shithead on purpose
1: probably yeah i think he was, i think he was really trying to needle heenan I swear, I swear he was calling him boob.
0: I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, that's a, a very Piper thing to do.
1: Yeah. Like, it's some, like, some like secret nickname that like, mm. a tease. Uh, but one of, one of uh, Mr. Perfect's things that, that uh, snap neck roll really he does. Mm-hmm. You're sitting and he jumps over from behind and, like, pushes your head down forward. I just, I just like how that looks. It looks like, you know, that would really, in real life, hurt your neck. Yeah. Um, We have to mention, too, that the part's parents... Are also watching.
0: Oh yeah, I have I have something to say at the end of this about that.
1: Uh, okay, is it is with, it was that what happens at the end?
0: Well, yeah, with with the Alfred Hayes interview, yeah, something I found funny.
1: <laughs> yes. Um. Uh, so let's see here. I have oh, they're for some reason they're both on the top of the kind of us like fall into the ring. kind of exhausted.
0: Which yeah. Well, he was able to. He he like barely like knocked Brett off, but then Brett's feet got caught in the ropes. So Perfect just kept.
1: It's like, all right,
0: here's my chance.
1: Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, perfect. He did like uh, he pushed Habner, who pushes back. So Hebner oh, always pushes back. Yeah, no, that definitely happened in a uh, match with Triple H once too. Many times. Yeah.
0: I have it well documented in my <laughs> idiot brain.
1: <laughs> but then you have the uh, one guy getting thrown by, a uh, gets thrown by his hair, which. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I could do that to you. I don't know if I had a if mine's long enough. You could do that to me, maybe. It's worth a so, shot. Let me you know, swing we, by. Yeah, what, the, what if I throw? What if someone tried to throw you by your beard?
0: That would be awful.
1: Yeah, if they did it like a uh, like a, um, a track and field event where they like, hammer toss, they it gets swung around a few times before they they release to see. Oh god! Fuck that. <laughs> I paid. I paid money to see that. I would when you go on some release. On release, you'd have to go, oh, until you land.
0: Oh, that's just my natural noise. That's my <laughs> battle cry.
1: Involuntary.
0: <laughs> I'm beautiful.
1: Have you ever done an involuntary scream that you can think of? Oh, yeah, all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have only one that I can think of when I was skydiving, when I left the airplane.
0: I mean, that's pretty I'm talking valid. about, like,
1: yeah, that, yeah, that's the feeling of plummeting towards the Earth. At 120 I didn't, I didn't know you did power. that. You didn't know it was, oh, yeah, yeah, just once. Once this when once was that? <sighs> I was, uh, before, before we knew each other. Oh, yeah, I was no, probably in, why I lived in Providence, Rhode Island, at the time. Oh. That's in my early 20s. I was, I didn't, it wasn't solo, of course. It was, uh, you can't do that if you don't, if you haven't done it before. So it was straight, yeah, you get
0: the, the professional, professional tied, tied up in, to you,
1: which is even a bit more nerve wracking because it was there, they were controlling when we actually left the plane.
0: Oh, fuck.
1: so and let me, this is how it went down on the, on the right up. I was way in the back, and a nice distraction was at the same airfield. They had these uh, World War II like dogfighter planes, like authentic ones. And so there was one that was do- like literally doing like barrel rolls around our plane. So a nice distraction on the way up. And then we get up there and I watch everyone else go first, and that was the last oh one out. God, so I could see everyone else like you know sit there and just whoop, just suddenly oh disappear. <laughs> it's a so lot of anticipation. It was, and then. And what they have you do is you sit at the open door, and you hook your legs underneath the outside of the plane, and they're sitting inside. And they don't tell you when you're gonna go, and they just go. And that's when the scream happened. in my eyes I was God. wearing wearing goggles, my eyes were just watering. It wasn't oh, tears. God. I don't think it was tears, but once you oh, even know it was cool. So and once I landed, I was happy. But yeah, yeah, it was an awesome feeling. You're still here. I am. Here I am. Are you gonna just try sometime? Did no. you ever? No. <laughs> it's a thing yeah it's it's it was terrifying for one second then it was fun
0: i would love to be able to experience it without experiencing it like i'll do it let me let me do like a vr sky <laughs> just
1: do that That's thing, thing where they have that far big far round sky. room but they they push the air up and you kind of float oh i would love to do that actually yeah there you go just do that are all in. set let's go right. right now all right so perfect yeah. flex well, that comes up there. We also have the classic sleeper hold, the two arm drop and the third one, bring the arm back up. Oh
0: out. yeah, God bless. Do that?
1: Does that happen anymore?
0: Uh once in a while. I actually uh it was interesting because you never see a match end that way, really. Sleeper hold? Um well with like the one oh. two oh, ding ding ding. Yeah. It it did happen. I uh just recently when I was watching the two thousand Royal rumble. Kurt Angle versus Taz ended with a Taz mission and they did the one, uh, the drop. Now, he didn't technically let it drop a third time and call it, but after that second drop, he's like slapping Kurt on the face and he's just like, it's done.
1: Oh, okay. So it's a variation.
0: Yeah. It's as closest as I've ever come to seeing a match in that way.
1: Oh, I saw that match in someone's house with a black box back in the day. Yeah, me too. Hello? That's how
0: I watched all my pay-per-views back then.
1: Yep, same here.
0: Now I watch it for uh, 10 fucking bucks a month. Thanks to Peacock.
1: Yay. There was actually WrestleMania three. Uh, Rodney, the Piper defeated uh, adorable Adrian Adonis with a sleeper hold. Really? So, yep.
0: It seems like such an anticlimactic way to end a match. Unless the sleeper hold comes out of nowhere.
1: It worked in this situation. Yeah. I might, I might choose that at some point down the road. So
0: I'm in, I'm always down for a Piper match. Then you can Have tell we done me... a Piper match
1: i don't think we have he's been in a, a royal rumble here yeah about it
0: yeah. including no, I, the last episode we did yeah
1: and I, I on my list there is a match between bret hart and marty piper so oh that's, fuck get me in that yeah. all right well, that's that's on the radar take just, it easy but yeah then the, the perfect flex happens and heart kicks out which they say that's the first time it's ever happened
0: yeah and judging from the audience reaction i feel like that's yeah. Valid because that place i mean they were hot the whole match but when that happened like everyone on commentary everyone in the fucking crowd it was just like oh my god
1: yeah it was a big deal yeah so he uh he does that and it had to come back and he throws perfect by his hair as a retaliation
0: sweet ramen noodle
1: yep and then perfect was kind of th- kind of thrown into the ring post by Crotch first mm-hmm. uh
0: that looked unpleasant.
1: Yeah. And I liked how, um, I, perfect was like, holding, on the rope and cart would kick his legs the way, like perfect would like almost like backflip as yeah in response. <laughs> like he was like, just turned to rubber suddenly. Very, very convincing.
0: Yeah. And it was about this point too, in the match. I mean, cause Brett really like Brett basically had him by this point. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it was just a little bit of kind of, uh, there was a little bit more back and forth after this, but like Mr. Perfect, he was definitely kind of done by this point because you can see he just looks fucking rocked. And again, that's a testament to his incredible selling as well. Like he was just, he looked so dazed and so fucked up. Well, his back and
1: hurting him too. If
0: Yeah, that can't be fun.
1: Yeah. Uh, so there was like a little quick interference uh, by that coach person. The coach. And uh, so that gave Perfect almost, you know, because Cleverly, you know, Hart goes and punches the coach and he's kind of like in the middle of ropes with one leg out on the apron and mm-hmm. perfect crotchism. Smart move. You don't see that. I didn't see that kind of a thing too often. And in that in yeah. that way, if someone always falls off the top and gets crotched.
0: I also liked that. I feel like Bobby Heenan said maybe 75 times that you don't hit a man with glasses after that
1: happened. Yeah. <laughs> he no, kept
0: that's... going on about it? You don't hit a man with glasses. You that's... don't hit a man with glasses. What are you doing? That's what you doing?
1: Vintage. Bobby the brain, right there.
0: Fucking love him. Yep.
1: Yeah. And then it was nice. I like how this this whole end thing, this transition happened where Oh, uh, what a what a good finish. Yeah, just Hart reverses that light drop to the midsection into a sharpshooter. And, and it was an instant tap out. Yeah, and I, I, I'm wondering if it was because of actual back pain. He's like, nope. But then but then part like wrenched it back anyway. Yeah. <laughs> for a second.
0: It is, it is. Um I, I I always find that very satisfying when you have someone with like this very devastating well protected finisher uh that's a submission move and so instead of you know them getting it and then there's the drama with the rope break i like the idea that they're just you know when they hit it it's done oh yeah and that's very much what that was with uh with this particular match like that was like when when Ronda Rousey was around that was how all her matches ended was basically her doing everything she could to get herself into an armbar because the second that arm bar landed yeah, tap tap no, tap, baby.
1: Yeah, no, no holding out on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I did. Mister burry I think he tried to attack Bret Hart because Hart just ripped the remainder of his as a uh, outer gear off.
0: Yeah, well, because he was, yeah, he was just he was just being a little dickhead, and then brett's yeah. like, "All right, fuck you."
1: And he kept it as a trophy, mm-hmm. and now we go to this part after the post match. Bret Hart's parents are happy and. Lord Alfred Hayes is over there with him. And what do you have to say about that?
0: I have to say Stu Hart did not acknowledge his existence for he a did. good minute.
1: Yeah. And then when he started to Lord Alfred has pulled the mic away. He's, he's, yeah. he's, he's like, I don't like He he's was saying talking. Something. Yeah.
0: It, it was a very, very weird thing. It was also very sweet, you know, because obviously Stu and Martha were very proud of Brett and yeah. you know, the whole family, even the shitheads, which was all of them, but Brett and Owen. Um, And so, it was just really nice to see like that genuine happiness in, in Stu. Yeah. Um, just really happy for his boy and fuck you all for Yeah.
1: I'm sure there's most people out there somewhere there at some point when Jerry Lawler became a commentator and Bret Hart's parents were in the audience for whatever reason. Oh, just listen to like Lawler. Some of the things you would say. Yeah. That.
0: I've, <laughs> Yeah, what a fucking sh- Like, I know, it's one of those things where it's like, there's a difference between being a heel and just being mean. Yeah. And when someone's a non-wrestler, like, no one gains anything from you being an asshole like that, so.
1: I'm probably different in his mind, but yeah. Yeah,
0: I need to make a fucking list of all the various um, racist and misogynist things Lawler says in my rewatch of the Attitude Era, because it is wow like just some like straight racism
1: i believe it they um
0: yeah do you remember uh and Tai? i remember them so they were wrestling it was in the 2000 rumble um and they kept interfering in the rumble even though they weren't in it they were just stirring up shit and every time it would happen lawler would be like oh these goddamn chinese guys keep coming in and jared be like they're japanese and he's like whatever or oh. same thing, or it's like, oh my god, Jerry! Like, that's uh,
1: that's, uh, no, and it's below like low hanging fruit for yeah. trying to get people to not like you.
0: Well, that's why he's not on commentary now because he like, as recently as like two years ago, like they have him like back and forth on commentary. Um, yeah. but there was a match with Akira Tazawa, who's a Japanese wrestler, and he made I don't remember what the exact comment was, but he said something about ramen noodles, and it's like, dude, <laughs> like. What the fuck, man? It is like that wasn't cool, obviously, ever in, you know, in 2000, casual racism was, you know, mostly fine with most people, unfortunately. But it's Mm -hmm. like it was 2018 when he made the fucking ramen noodle comment, like, get the fuck over. Go back to your Trump rally. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) But anyway, Bret Hart's a perfect wrestler. Mr. Perfect. Also fucking amazing. Uh, I will gleefully watch any match with either of these two guys.
1: All right. I I have several are definitely uh Bret Hart matches that I would like to have in the future, but one is the uh, a Bret Hart Piper one. So, uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, I, think I, I think I lied last time and said that this episode was going to be uh the wedding stuff, but that's actually the next episode. Next episode,
0: guys, get your fucking flowers, get your fucking chocolates, yeah, your get your boner chocolates. pills. Yeah. <laughs> your boner pills. It is time to watch people prepare to fuck. And I have. Uh,
1: Get your sensual I have, oils.
0: Yeah. I have. I have uh, this is a tough decision for me because there's quite a few that I would like to do. So
1: we'll have to uh, decide between now and then how many segments we want to do each 50. 50 each? Okay. Marathon episode. 24 hour episode. How about that? I'm in. All right. Well, for until, all those lovers out there. Until next time. Uh, yeah.
0: Pro Wrestling! Yay, Vince McMahon.